What a very good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Entering Stage Right. I'm D. Paul Thomas, actor and playwright, podcasting from the heartland of America right here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and joining me all the way from the left coast, but always entering stage right, is my wonderful co-host, the actor and director of some of the biggest hits in TV history, Philip Charles McKenzie. And a, a good day to you, Sir Philip. I know you survived Hillary. I'm talking about the uh, tropical storm. How else is everything going out there in Los Angeles? Well, I, 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 I wouldn't uh, go so far as to say it was, uh, you know, uh, a, six hours of rain to me does not uh, uh, rate a name, especially a name <laughs> like Hillary. But uh, <laughs> that actually, you, you actually, uh, see more destruction if it was going to be named. Well, like there, there was really just a lot of water. What happened uh, is, you know, as as uh, it, it was quite interesting in that uh, all day um, uh, Saturday. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, th there was very little wind and there was some rain. And I thought, you know, by evening, by around six, six o'clock Saturday evening, I thought, you know, I think this thing must have gone east and we, uh, you know, we, 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 we avoided it. Mm -hmm. And then starting at around 6.30 p.m., right through like six, seven o'clock the next morning, it poured. Mm. I mean, mm. poured. No, no wind, just you could hear. We had almost four inches of rain overnight, four uh, inches. And, 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 you know, we're, we're in a good place cause we're in the flats. So, yeah. you know, so the water just runs down the gutters, yeah. you know, of the street. Yeah. But I saw this fantastic uh, picture, a photo of uh, Dodger stadium downtown and the parking lot and the stadium were underwater. I saw and, that. Um, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, wasn't that amazing? And yeah. and and my wife has a dear friend who lives in Palm Springs, and Palm Springs got it too. So it, it, it a tropical storm ended up just being a lot of rain in right. August, which in as you well know in California, you know, rain in August is uh, <laughs> is not a common thing. So, but we survived it, and the the Indeed. plants got the plants got a nice little bath, uh, you know. Uh, so. Uh, um, well, let me let me let me roll right into California here. Uh, Please, you know, there's, uh, the, the, you know, as 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 I think some many of our listeners know, um, I am the son of and a father of a police officer, and one of the things I remember my father telling me this when I was a kid, and my son, uh, where he works too, they, they practically the same, you know, echoing each other. The worst thing you want to have to deal with as a police officer, not the worst, but one of the worst, is when you get a call, DV, mm -hmm. domestic violence. And so, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you got to go to these kind of things. And they happen, you know, every day, every yeah. day. Yeah. And, uh, and they're, they're of different, um, uh, dimensions that you know some are severe some, many times the, the the woman is the one who is beating the hell out of the guy so it's not just it's not just you know m m male on female well, abuse yeah, but in any case yeah in any case when police arrive on these things it becomes a very complicated situation that someone who is accusing someone all of a sudden when the police officer wants to take the person aside then the the person flips and says what are you doing to my husband and so it's very <laughs> yeah, difficult yeah, right, very right. difficult but in many cases, 
And in many states, uh, it is it, it, uh, law enforcement is 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 part and parcel of the whole thing to protect people, to pro to protect uh, sure. either a husband or a wife or a child or elder abuse, a grandparent or something like that. So this is a very difficult situation. Well, California um, has uh, has decided uh, that. Um, in 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 its in its wisdom. By the way, I guess there are other states that have already enacted this, but uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there is a a, a a bill AB ten twenty eight, which was introduced mm -hmm. in two thousand twenty three mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. a couple of people, and one of them was including the deviant uh, state senator Scott Weiner, who is well, one of, of one of our best. Of course, he's involved in anything that is uh, <laughs> in, is 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 terrible. Now, it. it this is what it is. It's to change mm -hmm. the um, uh, the 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 penalty for uh, 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 domestic abuse. Basically, what it is the existing law mm -hmm. requires that a health practitioner, as defined, to make a report to law enforcement to make a meaning the police when they suspect a patient has suffered physical injury that has been inflicted by the person's own act or inflicted by another where the injury is by means of a firearm or caused by assaultive or abusive conduct, including elder abuse, sexual assault, or torture. A violation of these provisions is punishable as a misdemeanor. It's not, you know, huge. Yeah. Well, the new bill would instead require a health practitioner who suspects that a patient has suffered physical injury that is caused by domestic violence, as defined to, among other things, this is what it is, to provide brief counseling, education, or other support, and here's my favorite, and a warm handoff as defined, or referral to local and national domestic violence or sexual violence advocacy mm. services as specified. In fact, the only thing that would be uh, uh, considered criminal is if there is a, a gun involved. Now, what is very strange about this, I think our listeners remember some, some time back I was talking about how you know, with this defund the police, they want to let's let's put out goodwill ambassadors roaming the streets. And, right, I, and, right. and I saw this incredible video of, of two guys in West Hollywood beating the hell out of each other and two of these goodwill ambassadors standing there watching. So this is like nothing. <laughs> so so someone is being either beaten or tortured, a child or an elder an elder and 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 no police mm -hmm. are called unless it involves a gun to provide whatever the hell that means. A brief counseling, what does that mean? Someone else comes and says, well, you know, you shouldn't do that. Maybe you should see someone or mm -hmm. a warm handoff, which sounds sort of perverted. <laughs> a warm handoff sounds sort of creepy to me. But anyway, that's, and again, other states have, have done this, which, which sort of goes along with defund the police. And it's, it's that no one... Cul not culpability, responsibility, no, no, no consequences. I'm sorry, that's the word I'm looking for is consequences of illegal or immoral behavior are going by the wayside. It's like, well, let's just talk about it. And, and it's very disturbing, especially yes. knowing my, 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 the knowledge I have of domestic abuse through my uh, dad and my son. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I can only imagine, and we know how volatile these situations are. And oh, yeah. I, I love the fact that uh, uh, Assemblyman's uh, Wiener's uh, fingerprints were all over this one as well. Uh, I it you know what I I'm going to be honest with you because you you sent it to me earlier on in the week and I was fascinated by it Philip I I just I mean so much for women's rights so much for promoting their safety and the general welfare I guess you know as uh, the commentator mentioned in the article you sent you know if you're the man who you know breaks your wife's nose and blackens her eyes you bring her back flowers it's all good you've had your brief time you know of uh, of uh, counseling, perhaps, and checking notes and so forth. I, what, what, what is what is the motivation behind this, Bill? I, 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 I think it, I think it comes from this bizarre peace. And you know, I, I the, the, remember years ago, peace and love. Oh, peace and love. You know, the yeah, '60s yeah. kind of stuff. Is that is that anything short of just being loving and peaceful to each other and talking it through and and that it's all good that that uh, you know assuming the best in everyone now the yeah. other extreme is always assuming the worst in everyone but good sure. grief there's a middle ground of course yeah. in, in in human interaction isn't there yeah. and this seems to be you know b by the way i i, I failed uh, i neglected to mention that when there is domestic violence my son goes back to the same damn house twice a week you know so yes, you know you know what i yes, mean so yeah. this is not something that is just here's a card go talk to the right. the you know the, the the person who is a health practitioner and we'll make it all better it doesn't work that way so i think it's my assumption that everything can be solved you know, with 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 just talking it out, and mm -hmm. uh, it 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 it, mm -hmm. it makes no sense. It's not practical. You know, it goes along yeah, I guess, in some I guess, ways I, with with with, yeah. with the trans world. There's a lack of reality. You know, yeah. life has a certain reality to it. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That, yeah. That's. I guess that's my thought on that. Well, I can assure you uh, uh, a little bit of counseling and checking notes and uh, a warm handoff certainly wasn't sufficient for O.J. Simpson, was it? And and by the way, for our for our listeners, uh, uh, that occurred uh, not more than uh, five hundred feet from my house. Yeah, in yeah. nineteen ninety four, that yeah, was, yeah, that, yeah. that made the neighborhood <laughs> a oh, lovely oh, neighborhood, oh, oh, oh. very interesting for a long time. So, but oh, anyway, yes, well, but you're you're absolutely right. Yeah. Domestic domestic violence in that case, because he had been committing domestic violence, led up to that. It many times will ultimately yeah. end yeah. up that way and to just have someone no. have a little chit chat and a warm handoff yeah. good grief i still don't know what that means but no. you know yeah. no, exactly. it's very strange very well, very strange I, I'm, I'm glad you brought it to our attention to me it's all sort of part of a of the same cloth that we often often deal with um how we treat and of course, you know, this is right out of the, the, the democratic playbook, you know, they care for the marginalized, you know, well, you're not caring really for the marginalized woman who is so frequently physically or perhaps sexually abused, uh, by bringing in this, uh, uh, assembly bill 1028, 
which uh, will soon be taking effect. And uh, you know, it's been quite quite a quite a week, a, a, a sobering week in many regards, Philip. To think that in the first time in the history of this glorious republic. We have this glaring mugshot of a former president of the United States and uh, who walked out of the infamous Fulton County Jail after posting a $200,000 bond. And, you know, in, 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 in some ways, you just realize, again, the travesty politically, the travesty of justice that is going on. And when I go back to this uh, opening um, of your California notes, I, I keep thinking how we treat our elderly, how we treat those who are truly physically and sexually abused. It is that that literally shows how we are going to treat our most precious and vulnerable among us, and that is our young people. That's and I right. want you to I want you to share with our listening audience really about the the health the mental crisis that is going on in our emergency rooms across the country dealing with these our our most precious young people. Yeah, well, you know, you and I have talked about this on 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 about an aspect of this on 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 air quite a few times in terms of the uh, the uh, the whole the whole trans thing and and how it can, in my opinion, uh, end up being, uh, you know, if you're if you're if you're uh, lopping off a 14-year-old's breasts or doing other surgeries on a on a boy with this transitioning stuff, it is basically child abuse, which means you don't really care for the children. Well, I mean, and that is more extreme the the whole trans thing. But this this article I came across this week was very very sobering to me. They are finding, now this was a paper, a mm -hmm. joint paper released this past week by the American Academy of Pediatrics, right. the American College of Emergency Physicians, and the Emergency Nurses Association. Mm -hmm. What is happening are, is emergency room doctors and pediatricians are pleading for help with a flood of children and teenagers showing up at emergency rooms due to mental health issues. What? The children showing up in crisis are often suffering from emergencies related to anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts or attempts, the group says. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, the, the problem is for these people, uh, the emergency room doctors, they, 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 they are becoming a de facto referral center for all these problems. And, and, and this is not what emergency rooms do. As, as one said, that is not what, who we are as ER physicians. We are right. not mental health professionals, and we cannot provide definitive care. Now, about a half a million children with mental or behavioral health problems show up in emergency rooms each year, according to this uh, paper. And that number is, was already rising before the pandemic, but the pandemic obviously has exacerbated it. And, and, and one issue emergency rooms encounter is that pediatric mental health crises tend to be very complex. It's not like, oh, I broke my arm and you put it in a splint in right. the ER. And they require much longer hospital stays. 
than say someone comes in with a with with a uh, you know broken yeah. arm yeah. and 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 they don't they're saying they don't have the resources in the er they have specialists who can you know deal with uh, physical problems but but and and i guess that what what is so uh, was sobering to me is what is going on what is happening in our society that is is creating this is truly a crisis of young people having severe and possibly severe men, mental um mental problems um what, what what are your thoughts on that in, in terms of what what might the genesis of this be deep Paul? well i i think it's so many things uh, uh, philip you know that that we have covered on our podcast and again i feel like you've been a uh, laser beamed on uh, uh, this issue uh, regarding our our young people, and and I have expressed my worldview sufficiently on this podcast over the last two years that to me it is it's reflective of just a profound spiritual malaise that we're experiencing in this country. I mean, just put together all the combinations of the things that we've discussed, the, the breakdown of the, the, the nuclear family, the, um, the mass exodus of church attendance, for an example, of any kind of religious moral compass for so many people. And, and then we have this anxiety hanging over all of this, this um, a, a constant encroachment of the administrative state in almost every aspect of your life. And then these kids, they're going to school and they're being taught an overt racist, anti-racist indoctrination, of course accompanied by the destruction of our timeless understanding of gender identity. There is literally suicidal ideation going on on TikTok and every other place, it is no wonder in the midst of this profound spiritual malaise, our children, they're anxious, they're confused, and tragically, these numbers indicate they're inclined toward suicide being an answer. Yeah, what 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 gets me, and it goes to the 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 the, the trans thing. Uh, so, somebody somebody assumes that oh, uh, if they're gender uh, you know dysphoric, uh, the 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 uh, the solution uh, because oh they might commit suicide. The solution is to is to physically destroy them. Yeah, as oh, opposed yeah, yeah. to maybe getting yeah. them real mental 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 health care. You know, it's interesting you say that. Well, I'll add on to the thing you mentioned Please. TikTok, but. I'll just put it on a more um, a more global um, uh, aspect. Is that uh, so, social social media being uh, mm. being uh, being all pervasive too? You know, I was just thinking this morning. It used to be, you know, you're. A, you, you, when we grew up, or even my son growing up, you grow up and you have your friends in the neighborhood, your peer group, what, two, right. three, four, five friends. And then you go into your classroom and there's, what, 20, 30 of you or something like that. Now your peer group are in the millions and hundreds of millions all over the world. So yes. you want to talk about peer pressure? Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? It it yeah. it, 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 it gets exacerbated a thousandfold and you know i was thinking i remember 
you know, your your uh, your children are um, are are older. Your your kids were born, you know, many years ago. So so their growing up was uh, in, in a different time. And I was thinking about our son when uh, he when he was born. He wasn't. It wasn't until he was ten, eleven, twelve, something like that, that the iPhone came out. Meaning that that um, that for better or worse, that connection to the world, which takes you out of out out of your family. Right. And I remember. I'm so grateful that. When he was growing up, before all of that nonsense, you know what we did? We talked. We walked around the the block. We read to each other. We traveled. We did things as mm-hmm. a family, and 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 what was what was uh, paramount is that our son knew he was loved and had a place to be, and could even to this day be be free enough to 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 connect with us all the time and. And you know, and and, yes. it, and and I remember when when um, you know the the iPhone and all that stuff came out. The one thing he did do as a teenager is he he did gaming on 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 the computer. But he was never like a uh, he was never like a, a a Twitter and Facebook guy. He was yeah. never never that. So I mean, no, no, um, you can go, you but, can but, go. but but it take it. But the two things, the main thing, yeah. cannot hit it over the head hard enough is the destruction of the nuclear family. Because without that, or or the lack of it, kids are at sea. They exactly. float and and become exactly. and become. Uh, uh, um, they, they anything can happen to them, you know. Without 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 the compass of the family or religion, as you indicated, or some kind of moral code, they become susceptible. Is the word as they well, become I, susceptible to. Anything with uh-huh. no one or nobody to say to give the other side of that and say no, no. Well, you see what you know what I mean to yeah. get, to 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 to, <clears throat> to put it in perspective. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, you're you're highlighting again uh, the the internet and its uh, nefarious impact that it has had on our young people. It's just amazing. You know, they are they are stretched and pulled as. You suggested a thousand different ways. The, the the numbers, when you look at them, are scary. I mean, to think that youth suicide, Philip, is now responsible for more deaths among young people ages 10 to 24 than any single major medical illness. Pediatric suicide rates are just increasing across the board, nearly tripling between 2007 and 2017 among children ages 10 to 14 years of age. That is staggering. I was talking to one of my uh, granddaughters here a while back, and she said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we have, we have, uh, and she's a teenager, yeah, we have conversations about suicide all the time with my young girlfriends at uh, school. I mean, let me ask you a question. Do you remember? <laughs> that, that's the chit-chat, huh? Wow. Can, I mean, can you ever I remember mean, sitting down with one of your classmates when you were in high school and... Never. Uh, and, and discussing? Never, never. never. No, no, it was, no. It was It was how are the Brooklyn Dodgers or the Yankees going to do? You better believe I mean, it. And, 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 truly. And, and, I mean, yeah, it, of maybe the world was... Uh, maybe our world was a little smaller. I don't know in terms and, of... Uh, and, and occasionally you, know. you would hear of such a tragedy. 
And even then, so often, it was related to a broken home. It was related to uh, extraneous external circumstances that put such extraordinary pressure among that uh, young person. But uh, you're right. We cannot overemphasize the breakdown of the nuclear family. I, I, your heart just has to go out to every young man. I don't care if you're from the hills of Appalachia. I don't care if you're from the inner city. I don't care if you're black, white, or this or that. But not to have a father. Right. Not to have a man come and put his arms around you and say, son, let's sit down. Let's talk. You are loved. What's what's on your heart? What's on your mind? What's bothering you? And there is just, as you say, this sea of young people who are at sea and yeah. because they, they just don't have that, that wonderful wonderful relationship so we're in, we're in a we're in uh some strange times philip and uh, i i i uh, you, you know if 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 i may add on to that, i just thought yeah. of something you know the, yeah. the 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 cynicism the cynicism of 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 the left in terms of in terms of what you were just talking about about a child being able to go to mom or dad especially dad in certain situations because a father needs to be in the home. There's got to be the male, the masculine and the feminine uh, example in any, in, in any, it's the uh, best. I believe, I believe it's that. The uh, best. I believe that uh, it's down to my, way. down to my bones. And, and, and the, the reason they need that is a kid at sea, as we were just saying, doesn't know anything. They don't know what to do. They don't know anything. You only learn by 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 growing older. And gee, when I was forty years old, there was stuff I still didn't know. You know, and then this. I'm going back to what I said about the cynicism. Is is that the 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 the, 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 the disgusting left of the medical uh, uh, world of of saying, uh, oh well, yes, sure, a fourteen year old, yeah, they know their own mind, so let's 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 you know let's let's physically let's cut their breasts off because they know, no, they don't know, they don't know, which is why, which is why. The, the absolute first thing that should happen to, to someone, to a young person who is going through some uh, mental or personal or self-identity problems is to give them mental health and not just say, oh, yeah, they know. And it sort of goes along with like Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, let's lower the voting age to 16. The, the cynicism of these people is yeah. so repulsive no, I, to yeah, me. It's yeah. so repulsive to me yeah, it's, it's, because uh, they wouldn't let their kids do it. Nancy of Pelosi wouldn't let her kids do not. any of that stuff, but you know, for yours, you know, your yeah, your kids are yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a more than valid footnote, and thank God, it's the reason, tragically, that hundreds, thousands, of young children who were put into positions of transitioning prematurely are coming back and suing these hospitals and doctors for what they are fraudulent in terms of supposedly their affirming care. And guess what, Philip? The curtain is up 
And this is being exposed, and this is the reason why you've got so many now people who have uh, sadly gone through this process and are saying, no, 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 we were so abused, we didn't know it, because you're right. The child doesn't know what's best. Well, listen, Philip, I want to keep us moving along. Uh, and uh, just to, um, <laughs> I don't want to say keep things on the bright side, because really, as far as I'm concerned, we're we're going into uh, this past week, and I just want to emphasize it and, and uh, get your reaction, Philip. Another sad chapter on our history, this latest indictment against former President Trump on criminal charges related to his efforts to overturn the 2020 United States uh, election results. You know, you know what upsets me, Philip? And, uh, you, you know, we talk about the two-tiered justice system. So forget about Hillary calling Trump an illegitimate president ad nauseum after she lost the election. Forget about Al Gore. Do you remember, folks, the hanging chads fiasco that ultimately ended in 47 lawsuits and wasn't even settled until we got a ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court to decide the election in Bush's favor because Al Gore wouldn't accept it? Oh, and let's not forget none other than Stacey Abrams denying the Georgia gubernatorial results again ad nauseum. And, oh, forget the not-my-president bumper stickers all over the country, probably compliments of the DNC, not-my-president. No, 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 now we have this political nightmare brought to us by the extremely politically motivated Fulton County D.A., Oh, by the way, Philip, her name is not Fanny Willis. It's Fonny. Fonny. You pronounce it Fonny Willis, just like it's not Kamala Harris. It's Kamala. It's Fonny Willis. And yeah. all... <laughs> and and all Dr. Jill Biden. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, do you, are you aware... I, I've been seeing... Uh, I've been reading a lot of stuff in the last few days. Are yeah. you aware that, that Fonny has uh has has made statements and has done many of the same things in terms of uh not liking the outcome of elections in her own state things that she could if if she is if, uh, uh indicting these people she could actually turn around and indict herself she oh, has I, yeah. she has she 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 has done exactly the same thing so and and it goes to what you said you know hillary can say uh, he's an illegitimate president but oh god 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 forbid trump should say wait a second this this was this i this was wrong he can't say that he has to go to jail for that so all of this Funny. farcical yeah. yeah all of this farcical prosecution now is symbolized by donald j trump's defiant mugshot which, by the way, in short order, was, I don't care, from London to Cape Town, from Rio to Moscow, seen around the world with media outlets like Al Jazeera and our other adversarial news agencies proudly displaying the mugshot front and center in every medium that they have possible as emblematic of America's corrupt political system and relishing every moment. Now, let me ask you this, Philip. Let me ask you this, and indulge me for a moment. I found myself this week reading again that glorious brief preamble to the Constitution of the United States. 
And among other things, it talks about ensuring domestic tranquility, providing for the common defense, promoting the general welfare with a capital W, promoting the general welfare. Now, how in God's name, Philip, does this latest indictment, the arrest, the mugshot, and a potential conviction on these charges of President Trump, how how will it not provoke half of the U.S. electorate with anger, with resentment? And as far as I'm concerned, and this is the this to me is the unnerving part of it, potentially sparking a civil unrest unlike this country has seen for a hundred in 60 years. How in any way is what we're doing promoting the general welfare of this glorious nation? Thoughts, Philip? The left can't wait. The left cannot wait. That's what they want. That's why they took, that's why Fani took a mugshot of the president of the United States and because everybody knew it would be all over the world and and as far as Venus, for God's sake, in 10 seconds, everybody knew that. They want this. I, I've said this before. They want the reaction and the response so they can shut it down and put it down violently because they hate Americans and they hate America. That's all I'm going to say about that. Because that's what it is. And if anybody can tell me any different, that, that's it. That's it. Yeah. 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 What I else mean, would it be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me, what else would it be? If someone says to me, we're reasserting, protecting democracy, I am so tired of hearing the left have the word democracy come out of their mouths every five seconds, like they're the heroes here. They're the ones who despise democracy. What was it with, there was a, um, someone wrote an op-ed in the New York Times the other day, uh, who, that, you know, uh, let's, let's get rid of elections. We don't need elections. Yeah. Let's yeah. just appoint smart people. Oh, yeah. This uh-huh. was the New York Times, so that's not reflective of the New York Times and their love of democracy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, fine. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And by the time you bring in Puerto Rico and by the time you get uh, 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 Washington, D.C. looked upon uh, and, and, and they're being able to uh, 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 state etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah they would like nothing more than one party rule i don't want one party rule in this country philip i want a two party vital system i don't want to be to shut down and i on the other hand do not want to shut down the opposition but guess what the leading candidate for president of the united states of the republican party is being hindered, shut down, and literally... And, of course, you know, Philip, I, I don't know how to articulate this, and usually I'm not an absolute uh, absent uh, uh, for words. I do not have a good feel about what the outcome of this is going to be. I just... And I think they're so hell-bent, literally, 
That's the destination, as you say. If it's destruction, it's hell-bent. And, you know, you, you, you fail to realize, we talked about the demise last uh, week of great cities. I mentioned Detroit. You highlighted San Francisco. How cities, but for the grace of God, tremendous care and a electorate that is totally conscientious and a, 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 a local a state legislature that is on top of their game, they rise and they fall. We saw the great nation of Germany rise and fall in a generation. And this, I believe, the, 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 the vilification of our political opponents is a classical case. And Philip, it was so evident to me beginning, because I watched so much of the January 6th committee. I did. I'm sorry. This is kind of my obsessiveness. I watched the impeachments. I heard nearly every word. And imagine they're setting the stage, but just conveniently forgetting to say that President Trump then looked at that crowd and encouraged them to go over peacefully to the, you know, to... uh to 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 the to the house and to the senate peacefully he encouraged yeah. them to do so and they just excise that from their reporting no well they it, it was a setup this whole thing was a setup people the more it comes out the 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 head of the capitol police in his uh, in his interview with tucker carlson said this is the head of the capitol police all of these things happened, and no one ever told him. Yeah. Now, yeah. why wouldn't you tell the head of the Capitol Police? Yeah. In fact, they told mm. the National Guard initially, they, 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 they sent them to a different part of town and only brought them back later on, and never told him. And why was... Uh, uh, General Milley, why was the head of the armed forces involved in this? Yeah, it does get. It does. This was a setup, which goes which goes back. They hate America and they want to destroy not Trump. And you know, this is one area where I really agree with Trump when he says they're not coming after me; they're coming after you. Yeah, yeah. Joe well, and Mary, American. Yeah, yep, yep. There's no, yeah. there's no, there's no question about that, and that's the administrative state that we're living under. Listen, Philip, I'm, I'm listen. Gonna... I, I have a, I, ha, I have something I'd like to, you know, you yeah. and I being in show business. Let's not forget, uh, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, uh, so, something interesting is happening in 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 the show business. Now, I spent my early career at various regional uh, theaters. Yes, uh, in 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 the United States, from New York to Washington to uh, Milwaukee to uh, Cleveland. Various, many places, including the Center Theater Group here at the Mark Taper Forum in Los Angeles. I performed in all of these places. Well, well, here's something that's going on. Major performing arts groups around the country are facing unprecedented financial crises that have led to layoffs and cancellations of entire seasons as their once loyal audiences, meaning people who give money, flee in droves and their donations dry up. Now, <laughs> almost all of these organizations embraced wokeness, uh, 
and mm -hmm. placed far-left political activists at, mm -hmm. at the center of their artistic output and running these places and public messaging, alienating large portions of their faithful customer base. You know, a lot of people, uh, or many of them, uh, embrace harsh COVID restrictions with masks and, and you know, that, that uh, uh, and, and in tremendous, uh, the Public Theater in New York, Mark Taper Forum, Los Angeles, Oregon Shakespeare Festival, uh, are all in serious financial trouble, and uh, including the, the Metropolitan Opera, which is which is pretty. Now, a lot of the finger pointing. Uh, you know, uh, uh, by the left and like the New York Times, I want to continue to blame COVID. It was COVID saying too many theater goers are still too scared to return. Well, guess what? Broadway has bounced back totally. So mm -hmm. you look what Broadway puts on. I'm, I, I'm not uh, talking about the quality. Is it a good show? But they are shows that is theater that is accessible to the public as opposed to a, a, a small a Catholic, small C group of leftists who, uh, who uh, uh, you know, w w want to determine uh, what, what people see. And I think one of the, one of the, one of the, uh, the, the uh, well, let's look at the public theater. I did a play in 1969 in Central Park in the public theater, you know, Shakespeare in the Park. Fantastic, wonderful experience, one of the wonderful experiences in my life. Well, back in uh, 2017, the public theater during the summer did a version of Julius Caesar where a, <laughs> someone dressed like Donald Trump was stabbed to death. Right. Okay, fine. You know, I'm sure there were a lot of people in that theater who just cheered and all of that, but there are other people going, wait a minute. You're advocating assassinating the president of the United States, and that's theater. Well, that one of the most egregious of, of these is the, and what's very sad is the Oregon Shakespeare Festival in Ashland, Oregon. Yes, yes. It's My always, wife has attended it several times. Ah, and I have visited it. I, I, yeah. I, I, I was on a road trip once and visited it. No, and no. It, 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 they are on the brink of filing a Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. following a troubled tenure, finally she left, of a recently departed artistic director, Nataki Garrett. Oh, yeah. Now, what happened, Some that it, it, it has always put on Shakespeare, hence the name, Oregon Shakespeare Festival. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah. well, she comes in and starts sermonizing and, and, and making sure that Productions having nothing to do with Shakespeare, but focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion, it ended up alienating swaths of the festival's faithful audience. In fact, some former donors have changed their wills to remove bequests yeah. to the OSF. Now, that talk about a popular theater. People in their wills said, "We love this theater. We are." They're oh, changing yeah. that and withholding donations until they knew this woman was gone yeah so and many actors by the way who used to work there uh, have been feeling alienated too so so it, it it's really touch and go now if if this uh, fortunately miss garrett is gone it, it's touch and go i'm thinking of um of whether this uh whether this institution will survive but but the, the greater point of all of the oh yeah what was it someone said something i this this is the height of arrogance. I saw this. Yeah, the Center Theater Group, 
which runs the Mark Taper Forum here in Los Angeles, at which I did a play, is eliminating about 10% of its full-time staff due to this crisis. The company publicly declared its wokeness at the height of the Black Lives Matter riots in 2020. Now, here's the height of leftist uh, arrogance. Newly installed uh, Center Theater Group Artistic Director Snehal Desai recently hinted that audiences can look forward to even more wokeness in the future. This is what when she asked by the LA Times if, if, oh, it's a he, if he thought programming was too focused on identity politics. This is what he said. What would you like us to do? Politically incorrect work? What is the counter that you're offering? All work is political. Ah, okay. Mm, mm, mm. You keep believing that, Mr. Desai, and you will have no theater. Let me entertain you. That's too political, D. Paul. You're not allowed Let to sing that. <laughs> make you smile. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And you see, that's what's gone out the window. And yep. uh, theater has reduced itself uh, in so many of uh, particularly the smaller uh, left-leaning progressive theaters as as nothing more nothing less <laughs> than agitprop agitprop and, and, and by the way i i believe that most theater and films that have had an impact on culture and society which one could say ultimately ended up political they weren't written that way no, of course not. They were written as human interaction that might, that might you that you might take away whether you agreed with it or not. Something, whereas theater now, I have seen stuff. You want to talk? It is the the playwright and the director and the actors taking a sledgehammer and smashing you over the head with their cheesy with their cheesy uh, junior high politics. That and that's what this Mister Desai is talking about. All of our work is political, so we're just going to do agitprop propaganda. That's not, you know, that's. No. No. You can you can have that. I would never no. set foot in a place like that. Look, before. it's it's real simple. Our obligation is just simply to show people uh, yeah. and reveal to them the the great issues of the human heart. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to uh, pass on my uh, hero this yeah. week. Yeah. Well, I, you yeah. know what? To me, you have given us a hero that we're going to sign off of, and who that is. In other words, what's happening in the theater? You're just talking about again, Philip. I kind of go back to this. We're not promoting the general welfare. They're promoting a political agenda. They're, polo they're promoting their own subjective agenda. And guess what? The American public, the theater-going public, they're pretty smart. They're pretty sophisticated. Sorry, I don't want to go down and see a play at my local theater here in Indianapolis with the title being The Pill. The Pill. I wonder what The Pill is all about. Yeah. Well, you know what The Pill is all about, right? And it's the glorification of it and its founder and this and that and that and this. So, But the American public, God bless them, whether it's dealing in this whole area of... of uh, gender identity, whether it's dealing with so many other pressing 
cultural uh, areas. Um, they know what's best, and they're going to let the theaters know that um, we've had enough, folks. We want to be la- We want to be entertained. So do it. Yep. Well, that's it, Philip. I thank you again for always uh, scintillating conversation on your end. But it's time to say goodbye to our listeners and to remind you, friends, that regardless of what is going on in this crazy, topsy-turvy world of ours, we do live in a great country. It's a free country. Let's keep it that way. We have got so much to be thankful for. Stay cool if you're as hot as we are here in central Indiana. And uh, Philip, uh, keep your eyes out there and on L.A. for us. Until we meet again, this is D. Paul Thomas and Philip Charles McKenzie inviting you to join us next week, friends, for another podcast of Entering Stage Right. <laughs>